This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Well, good morning, everyone. If you're listening in uh, Southern Ontario, TSN 1050 this morning. You got a nice sunny blue sky out there. However, it's a cold one. It is a cold one. Bob Week's going to be uh, by in hour two. Uh, we've got a crazy busy show. So welcoming in now, Mr. Adam Scully joining us uh, for the full two hours. Uh, majority of the show today, Skulls. How's it going? How was your weekend? It was a busy one in the world of golf, but and I know you were working, but uh, also keeping our eye open on all the rumors about potential golf opening and announcements coming this week. And right off the top, what about the just the the wave of reaction we got from last Monday's show? It was crazy. It really was crazy, and thank you to everyone who reached out to us, uh, especially after uh, our, our interview with Dr. Isaac Bogach. He was excellent, basically explaining it in simple terms that indoor not good, outdoor good, outdoor safe. Um, so hopefully we have a new, uh, some news breaking at some point about the reopening of golf courses. Who knows if it will be between now and noon Eastern listening live. That would be heroic for us and and wonderful for us to get that news but um it it seems like everyone is in in the same boat i mean golfers golfer wise like saturday in the gta would have been the most perfect day in seven eight months to golf in the gta of course places are closed right now but you know knock on wood fingers crossed hopefully the government decides to change their mind yeah we will see and again there's a few things Uh, that I want to clarify, and I'm not clarifying it really for our listening audience because we have a really educated uh, golf audience. Uh, We've got great listeners, great viewers, and I think you and I and Bob and the majority of the golf industry has been very clear on this. So I I just want to reiterate, though, what has already been said. This We are not being narrow-focused here. We are not uh, blind to the bigger picture. We are not suggesting golf is more important. We are not suggesting golf should be treated differently than anything else. We're saying the science shows that golf can be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And it's not just golf. It's other outdoor activities that can be done safe. And that's all we're saying. So to the Twitter universe, which we all know what that goes like, You can uh, dig very deep all day looking for reasons to be angry and negative and want to shoot down every idea that anyone has in the planet and just go back to your basement and enjoy your Doritos. That's all. Just enjoy your Doritos and go back to the basement and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, We got a crazy busy show and Skulls, I don't think we're going to get an announcement today. I've heard all... All week, I've heard Wednesday announcement for a Friday or Saturday opening, and I'm sticking with it. And the reason I'm sticking with it is now, the one thing we've learned about this provincial government is a lot of times they're spinning a wheel, and where it lands, they're going to change their mind. So that doesn't mean that that not that things can't change. However, I I have heard from multiple stakeholders 
multiple people at the table in the we are golf, let us play, etc. movement that has the ear of decision makers that there is likely a Wednesday announcement coming for a Friday, Saturday opening. They've all said the same thing. So usually when there is a uniformed leak, for lack of a better term, a uniform message that is kind of uh, gotten out early, when they're, when they're all saying the same thing, there tends to be some truth to that. So I, I, that's what I'm expecting right now. Have you heard anything different? I haven't heard anything different. There was, uh, a, I won't name the source, but on Twitter, someone said that breaking its opening and right. not to say how many followers they had, but it wasn't a lot. So I wouldn't say okay. that's the most credible source. I mean, some places, some private courses in the GTA have opened up their T-sheet basically to eliminate uh, any sort of stampede whenever courses do open, giving a, giving a three-day advance. So we'll see what does come of it. I guess the one good, I mean, it's not that warm outside right now. So This if you week's were a to wash out, off if you're Toronto, right? Exactly, it's a write-off exactly. till Friday, Saturday. So, so I mean, we'll fingers see. crossed. Okay. Let's, let's hope we can stay positive. And I guess we'll see. Hopefully next Monday we'll have some better news to, to speak about. Crazy busy uh, show for you. Uh, Bob Weeks spoke with Brooke Henderson. We're going to have that interview for you. Lori Kane, uh, Order of Canada uh, uh, recipient, Canadian Golf Hall of Fame member, Canadian Sports Hall of Fame member, going to be by an hour or two with her reaction to the big Brooke Henderson victory that happened over the weekend. Uh, Tyler Torrieri, who is the manager of tour operations for the CG, CJGA Canadian Junior Golf Association, he's going to pop by as their schedule uh, opens in a couple of weeks in the province of Ontario. Uh, how have they had to react to the kids and the scheduling and the ever-changing uh, rules in the province of Ontario? You, If you're listening to us on TSN 1050, you are in the only place in North America right now where golf is banned. So keep that in mind when you're trying to build a schedule out for a, for a bunch of kids for the summer. Mr. Butcher, $100 giveaway, 20 weeks of TaylorMade, winner's weird and what. I mean, it's the quickest two hours in all of golf. And let's kick it off with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. And it is official, Sandbagger at the LCBO. So, yeah, we can't grab it off of our favorite uh, uh, clubhouse, cart uh, cart girl, cart guy, bartender, etc. But you can walk to the LCBO and grab yourself a case of Sandbagger. It is available now in LCBOs. Okay, you heard it right there. Off the top skulls, Brooke Henderson, a one-shot victory over Jessica Corda. Some great moments, greenside, coming down the stretch. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch this live. I, I just caught the very end of it as we were wrapping up uh, Zurich Classic coverage on PGA Tour Radio on Saturday because it was a Saturday finish in L.A. But, wow, I did see the last couple holes, her 10th victory, a one-shot win. But we knew this was coming. If you've been listening or watching Golf Talk Canada over the last couple of weeks, we've been calling for this because the ball striking suggested this was coming. We just needed the short game to line up. 
Absolutely. And the way Brooke did it too, coming back from a four shot deficit, how everything changed so quickly. And, you know, as we've discussed, her Achilles heel, if you will, has been the short game. Uh, her bunker stats weren't great heading into the week. Around the green wasn't great as well. Her putting stats definitely improved during the victory. But how about that chip in on the 12th hole? You know, after after making a birdie on 11, she missed the green right, chipped in. And then the up and down on 18, how, a couple things there. 18th hole, par three to close with a green on a slope like that. That was a very challenging finishing hole. But the poise she showed, how clutch that up and down was on 18, especially because Corda was in there three or four feet for birdie. That easily could have been a two-shot swing. But pretty crazy to think, 23 years old, Brooke Henderson, 10 career victories, two more than any other Canadian professional golfer at 23 years old. Unbelievable. And that was a really difficult up and down at 18, a, a location that caused a lot of the field fits for uh, most of the uh, day. There were players unable to get up and down from there, so not the easiest shot, especially considering everything on the line, considering that we've been waiting for the short game to wake up. But the one thing we all suggested with Brooke is once she started able to get some reps, when she's, she likes to play a lot of golf, we were waiting for the LPGA Tour to actually get going because it's been so spotty with their schedule. Now they're in a portion of their schedule where they're actually playing golf again. So no surprise that Brooke rises to the top when she's able to put the ball on the ground and play some competitive golf. I expect a nice little run for here now. We'll hear from her coming up on the other side. Okay, you spoke to Scott Pritchard, you and Bob. We're going to have that interview on Golf Talk Canada TV on Wednesday. Uh, PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour, they're going to do a split form tour, going to launch in the U.S., Adam, uh, for the players that live in America that play McKenzie Tour. So they'll have a pace, place to play and a path to uh, Corn Ferry. And we expect a more formal announcement coming up for um, uh, an eight-event, rumored eight-event Canadian leg of McKenzie Tour starting this July. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it's giving more players more opportunity because, as we know, right now the Canada-U.S. border is closed. So uh, basically just giving more players more chances to play. Uh, obviously, last year, PJ Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour had the Canada Life Series, um, which was a great success. So this will just give more players more chances to play. As you mentioned, we'll have the full interview with Bob and Scott Pritchard coming up this Wednesday on Golf Talk Canada Television. So there are other parts of the world that are now currently uh, revising their travel restrictions uh, to allow uh, vaccinated people that have negative tests to land and not quarantine. When do you think Canada's science catches up to the rest of the world's science, if you were to put a date on it in your Ooh, mind? You think okay. we're here so come I, I July, August? I know we were discussing this last week at some point over text that we think, you know, maybe three months behind we are uh, of the United States right now. So... The fall, maybe? <laughs> I mean, August? I, I, I'd like to keep my fingers crossed and, and be optimistic. Uh, hopefully sometime in mid-July into August? What, what do you think? I don't know. We live in a very strange time, Adam, where we allow <laughs> infected people from countries with variants to land and vaccinated non-infected people, and we send them to quarantine. I'm trying to scratch my head and figure this yeah. out. Adam Scott, he was trying to figure it out. He figured out his schedule. He said, you know what? I'm good. 
Don't need the Olympics. Don't need the Olympics in a time of COVID with all the restrictions and things in place. He's going to take a pass at the Olympics. I don't think this is a surprise. You and I and Bob have been talking about a lot of big names, Dustin Johnson recently. But Mark Leishman's going to be the guy in right now. If it were to be cut off today, it would be him and Camp Smith. You know, it's it's too bad for the Olympics because, you know, back in 2016, it was the Zika virus that was shutting everything down. Now it's COVID. I, I, I wish... Hopefully the next time around, there isn't some sort of global pandemic or virus going on because we saw the emotion from Justin Rose when he won that gold medal. It was as if he'd won a major championship. Matt Kuchar with the bronze, he brought that thing everywhere, that bronze medal, you know, in the weeks, months, Mm -hmm. years after winning. We saw a tattoo from Ricky Fowler. Did we not see a tattoo? Ricky Fowler had a tattoo. It's, you know, and even, you know, David Hearn, Graham Dillette, Brooke Henderson, Elena Sharp, forever they can call themselves Olympians. And not many people can ever call themselves that. So let's hope next time around that there's no COVID, there's no Zika, and we'll see the best on best go. Even Tiger had said, you know, before this latest injury, this was last year before winning the Zozo Championship, basically, or two years ago, I guess I should say, basically saying the goal of he his. wanted to be an Olympian. And, you know, right. let's hope that next time around we don't see any sort of global issue going on. All right, we're running slightly late, but quickly, Adam, just before we go to break, speaking of Tiger, there was a Tiger sighting, saw him in the boot, saw him on crutches. Good to see him out. Doesn't look like a guy who's going to be touching a golf club anytime soon, as expected. And, and doesn't look like someone who owns a cell phone from, you know, maybe it was from 2005. That was the blurriest <laughs> picture I think I've ever seen. I mean, come on, get, get an iPhone, post it. But no, awesome to see Tiger out on the golf course. Uh, you know, obviously his crutches, he won't be walking anytime soon, but it's good. It looks like his spirits are up from what players have said who have gone to visit him. So who knows, maybe sometime in the summer, we'll see uh, more of Tiger maybe walking on two feet. All right. Big story though, in the world of golf is not Tiger on crutches. It's Brooke Henderson with her 10th victory. Bobby Weeks spoke to Brooke after her 10th career win. We're going to hear from Brooke Henderson next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit taylormadegolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by smartgolfdeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Obviously, huge news this weekend for Canadian golf fans. We've all been awaiting Brooke Henderson's next win. We kind of knew it was coming. Here's why we knew it was coming. This has been the trend lately. 15 of 18 greens round one. 14 of 18 greens round two. 14 of 18 greens round three. 15 of 18 greens round four. She's averaging... 14 to 15 greens, if not more, in most of her competitive rounds. But we finally see her getting something out of this. And one for one in sand saves. We have spoke about the scrambling around the greens. The putting was solid. The highest putting day she had all week was 31 putts. So finally, the ball striking pays off. She has a one-shot victory over Jessica Corda. Before we get into it, Adam... Bob Weeks, opportunity to speak with Brooke immediately following her victory Saturday night. 
She was in L.A. to cash in number 10. Brooke, congratulations. Win number 10. I'm sure it never gets old. But uh, what was the key moment to your day today? Um, you know, starting out, I was four shots back. And so I knew it would take something special. Um, so Britt and I, we came up with a plan. And we, you know, tried to make a couple birdies early um, to try to change the momentum a little bit. And I was able to, you know, make a couple birdies early and wasn't really doing anything too special, but was, you know, getting closer to the lead. And then, you know, that birdie putt on 11 um, was really nice. And then to follow it up with that chip in on 12 was huge. That was definitely a huge momentum swing um, and probably the best shot today um, in terms of, you know, being really key. And then, you know, after that, I was still trying to make some birdies. Didn't make as many as I wanted, but definitely happy to have a little bit of a lead going into 18 because I, I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough birdies. That's right. Um, there was some emotion after you won. You were emotional. And obviously, this is a win that probably has some some special meaning for you. It comes, I don't know if you can call it a drought, in, but I guess in Brooke Henderson's standards, was there a little bit of a drought? Were you? Did you ever kind of doubt yourself in this stretch? Um, yeah, it's felt like a really long time um, since I was in the winter circle. I guess it really wasn't too long um, in terms of the number of tournaments played, um, but it was feeling a little bit long uh, to to me. And, you know, to get this win, to get my 10th victory on tour um, is really, really special. And, you know, last year and this year, I felt like I was playing really well. Just I wasn't wasn't winning. And so to get back and to winning is really exciting. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. We've always talked about your putter and you have admitted yourself that it's the club that you have to work the hardest on, but you've probably never worked as hard as you have this season leading into this season. How nice is it to see only 28 putts at, per average per round? And how nice is it to see all that hard work paying off? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that extra time that Britt and I have been putting in and, you know, talking to my dad back home on FaceTime, trying to, you know, get things working. Um, it's really exciting. You know, this week was the first time in a long time that I felt very comfortable with my putter and I made a lot of putts um, and, you know, some putts I didn't make. I still felt like I was hitting it where I wanted to. Um, maybe just the reads weren't great. So it's definitely um, exciting moving forward and, you know, to get those putts under 30, I think it's really key for me because, you know, I, you know, usually hit the ball pretty well. So if I can give myself those birdie opportunities and then making them, um, you know, I feel like good things can happen. Is 10 special for you? Is this, is that a special number? Yeah, I really wanted to get it to double digits. Um, and, you know, my birthday's on the 10th. And so it was just, I just love that number. And so to finally get it was really cool. I played um, titles 10s the first round this week. Um, so I feel like maybe that was an extra special thing. Maybe you can get some Titleist 11s for your next tournament. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brooke, and congratulations. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby with uh, Bobby. with the interview with Brooke. Um, you heard her mention there, Scully. I, I like this. I, you know, I tend to hit the ball pretty well most of the time. It's almost like we're talking about you know, if Corey Connors had 10 victories, you know, like there seems to be a Canadian theme here of solid ball strikers. I, you know, I always refer to it as an Al McKinnis slap shot. They got heavy slap shots. You know, they always strike it solid, but putting it in the hole means something different. And, you know, and it's a different game sometimes putting in the hole. Uh, she did it this week and she said, if I could just average under 30 putts around, which she did this week, 28 putts, 
what a different uh, year it would look like if she could do that week in, week out. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, she was showing a lot of confidence with the flat stick. And, you know, e even down the stretch, she did miss that par putt on the 17th hole, but bounced back strong, especially that short game around the green. She was just sensational. Um, but you go back to her ball striking, the approach shot she hit on 11 from 144 yards and eight iron with Jin Young Ko um, in the front greenside bunker, a two shot swing there. Henderson hits it inside six feet, makes the putt. You really have to think, I mean, Corey Connors and Brooke Henderson are fairly similar. And I guess in terms of how they play, you make a good point where they consistently hit the ball incredibly well. They're consistently over that 13, 14 greens in regulation per round. You just, I mean, we saw Brooke Henderson earlier in the year fiddle around with a left hand low grip that wasn't in play this week. Corey Connors has gone to that left hand low. Maybe Brooke can impart some wisdom to Corey on, on some putting advice, and, and maybe we'll see Corey back in the winner's circle sometime soon, maybe as early as this week. I mean, seven top tens this season on the PGA Tour. Something uh, Brooke did touch on there that I found interesting. She said it felt like a long time when Bob kind of uh, danced around maybe, you know, was this a drought? Did you end a drought? Technically, you know, it was close to two years since her last victory, but... They didn't play a lot of golf. She took a lot of time off. Obviously, COVID, she was one of the last ones to come back and, and, and re-engage the tour uh, from COVID. Uh, their schedule was just uh, annihilated from the pandemic. I mean, like, they, they hardly played any golf. So she kind of went both ways with that. She's like, yeah, it's been, it's been two years, but at the same time, we haven't played that much golf. And to my point off the top, they're playing a lot of golf again. And when they get to play a lot of golf, look out for Brooke Henderson. Yeah, look out for Brooke Henderson. Now, she is going to take some time off. It's the Asian swing on the LPGA Tour. So we won't see Brooke for a couple weeks now. But it'll be once she is back, she's got the momentum, 10 PGA Tour or LPGA Tour wins. And it was funny that last little comment there from Bob, how Brooke used the number 10 on her golf ball. Maybe we'll see number 11 this time around to get that next LPGA Tour victory. We will see. Uh, do you think there'll be, a, before we go to break, Adam, right now, do you think there will, there will be a PGA Tour Asian swing this year? Or do you think we see the Asian swing back in the desert? Remember last November, I was at uh, Shadow Creek for the CJ Cup. Uh, do you think we see a repeat of that? Or do you think the tour goes overseas this year? I think there's a better chance the tour goes overseas this year uh, with, with the vaccinations in the United States, especially how... If you're over 16, you can you can go get your shot. So I, I think the chances are better that we see that. In better, the I like that I better. Mean, who knows? But what do you think? I don't know. I I'm kind of with you. I as of right now, I think the way uh, if we look at the south of the border and uh, the way it's currently being handled, even in the situations where they still have huge problems, they are saying, okay, it's time it's time for us to open up because. Uh, if you want a vaccine, you can have one. So that's kind of the attitude. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's what I'm seeing. And because of what I'm seeing, I think you're right, Adam. I think they might be going. I think they are going to go, and uh, we'll have to keep our eye on it because uh, last year it was missed. And keep in mind, huge money supporting the tour from Asia that they need to, you know, that, that can't be ignored, right? So yep. 
at the end of the day, money makes the world go around. A lot of times we will get into that a little bit more later on in Winners Weird Wide. Okay, Canadian Junior Golf Association, CJGA, they announced their schedule. The Ontario leg of their schedule is supposed to start May 8th. Uh, Tyler Thierry, who is the uh, manager of tour operations, going to join us next. Give us an update on Canadian Junior Golf Association, how your kids can get involved, and an update on their schedule as they get set to hopefully start their tour right here in Ontario. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Zucchino with you here. We have yet to get Tyler on the phone. That's what Adam's giving me the signal. We are waiting to get Tyler (laughs) on the phone. We will do a Mr. Butcher giveaway. Reminder for the Mr. Butcher $100 giveaway. It is for uh, people listening to us on TSN 1050 in the greater Toronto area. So uh, we will do that trivia in our final segment. So if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or online and you don't live in the greater Toronto area, you are not eligible for the $100 Mr. Butcher gift card you can check them out on instagram uh, at mr butcher toronto at mr butcher toronto is the instagram page so check it out follow them at mr butcher toronto we will do that coming up on the other side but welcome into the show now manager of tour operations for the canadian junior golf association the cjga that's cjga.com is the website tyler torrieri tyler thanks so much for taking the time to join adam and i this morning on golf talk canada um, exciting to have you on because exciting to hope that we're going to have uh, some uh, tournaments for the kids in Ontario starting in the next couple of weeks. So before we get into that, thanks so much for taking the time and uh, tell our audience a little bit about the tour for those who maybe haven't heard us cover your tour before or haven't heard uh, what someone else from your organization on with us in the past. What is Canadian Junior Golf Association? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I uh, I really appreciate you having me on today. Um, just to give a little background of what we are here at the CJGA, uh, we're a national um, golf organization. We run tournaments from you know BC all the way to PEI. Um, we uh, we run a hundred events annually. Uh, a little affected right now, obviously with you know everything that's going on with the pandemic. But uh, yeah, we run we run tournaments for players ages four to to twenty four. Now we just added. Um, an amateur division, which is 19 to 24 now. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, so obviously we are in quite a time now that hopefully we'll never see again. But what has it been like for you trying to manage and schedule different events? Because in different parts across the country, everyone's in some sort of different shape in terms of COVID and, and the amount of cases that are there. Yeah, it hasn't been easy, that's for sure. Um, it, uh, l- like you said, you know, BC's kind of getting hit pretty hard right now with the, the variant. So that's been a developing situation. We actually had to postpone our tournaments um, all the way through the second week in June uh, just to be a little proactive and get out ahead of things. Um, and even here in Ontario, right, we just uh, postponed our, our first five events um, here until obviously this uh, lockdown's over. Hopefully, you know, courses are open in the next 
week or so here, but, uh, you know, we will still be kind of shut down until that May 2-4 weekend. Um, so it hasn't been easy at all, but, uh, you know, golf's uh, uh, an, an industry that hasn't been affected as, as other industries. So, uh, you know, we'll take it. Tyler, I was just actually going to go there next because the first scheduled event was May 8th, correct? Uh, in Ontario, it was actually um, uh, April uh, 17, 18. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So you guys chose to push back till post May long weekend due to the stay at home order. Uh, how hard has it been just in the, just in this province alone dealing with, you know, it seems to be, for lack of a better term, there, there's not really a plan. You're, you have to react. And I guess you're reacting again. So the current reaction is we'll wait till after the May long weekend and hopefully the stay at home order comes to an end, which would also allow golf to open up. Is that, is that where you guys are coming from by pushing it past the May long weekend? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just being proactive and um, getting out ahead of it, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to be out ahead of things once in a while. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're hoping that, you know, the stay at home order doesn't get extended past that May, May 20th date and, um, you know, we can get back golfing. Totally agree with that. Uh, especially, so question for here in or Ontario specifically, when you are able to safely return, so let's call it the May long weekend, knock on wood, fingers crossed, what kind of safety protocols will go into place? Is it something that you probably did last year where it's as much outdoor as possible and, and trying to, you know, socially distance, that sort of thing? Or are there any more protocols that you guys are considering given what's going on with the variant in Ontario? Yeah, good question. Um, so, yeah, we, we got through last year. Uh, we, we operated about a quarter of, of our normal events um, just being delayed for more than half the season. Uh, so we kind of developed those protocols and had them in place so that, um, you know, we could obviously keep everyone that was involved safe. Um, and our, our original plan this year was to just carry everything over um, and, and operate events the same way. Um, it, it's, it's kind of easy with the golf industry because all the courses already have their procedures. Um, you know, not showing up more than, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before your tea time and social distancing on the course, only one person per cart, blah, 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 whatever their their procedures are. We just kind of add on to that with, you know, mass, mass at registration, mass at scoring, hand sanitizer everywhere, just making sure that everyone's keeping their distance. And, um, you know, as you know, with golf, it's it's already a socially distant sport. So it's been a little easy that way. We're with Tyler Torrieri, who is the manager of tour operations for the Canadian Junior Golf Association. Tyler, just give our listening audience an idea of some of the alumni that is uh, played on the Canadian Junior Golf Association. And, you know, and, and if you have a junior that's showing interest and, and showing some ability, why, why this is such a great idea to get them involved? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the biggest alumni just won um, on Saturday, Brooke Henderson. Um, you know, she's been a great ambassador for, for junior golf uh, here in Canada. So um, we're very proud of, of what she's been doing here. Number 10 on the weekend, which is great. Um, and then other two alum uh, like uh, Michael Gligich, uh, Taylor Pendrith, uh, Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes, um, David Hearn, Graham Pillette, like everyone uh, that, that you see that's on true, that's a Canadian, has most likely played with us here at the CJGA, which is, which is awesome. Um, and then as far as, you know, potential juniors, um, it, it is uh, a little different right now because a lot of other sports aren't necessarily running with the pandemic. So golf is, is kind of an escape for a lot of people. And we saw even last year with uh, the amount of new golfers that we had never seen before that are trying out 
competitive events because um, it is it is different than just going out and playing around with your buddies. Um, so it, it's been good. Uh, golf's a great game to to grow as a person as well as an athlete. Um, just getting out there with friends, um, enjoying yourself, staying active, and then as well, you know, it does teach you some life lessons as well. It certainly does all the above. It's it's great to hear all those names that you listed off because those are essentially the majority of the Canadians right now on the PGA and LPGA tour playing professionally. So that's awesome, Tyler. But I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and that's the new amateur division uh, for the CJGA, 19 to 24 year, year old players. Tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, we kind of saw a need here. Um, we had a lot of players that were graduating from our tour um, that kind of aged out turning 19 and they were looking for a place to play. You, you, there are a few other tours that do offer um, you know, an amateur division from 19 and up. So we, we kind of saw a need, and, and we created an amateur division, um, like, like, like we said, from 19 to 24, which is just an add-on to um, our already existing tournaments, just a couple more players that, uh, that can play. So uh, kind of a test run this year just to see how it goes, and the early returns have been, have been fantastic. You know, we have a lot of uh, amateur players registered, which, which is great. It's important to note that if you have a a highly skilled junior, that there is certainly a division uh, here for your child, a boy or a girl, and a path to potential scholarship and a path to uh, a potential, uh, you know, time for your child to, if they want to play this game for a living, this is a great developmental tour for that as well. But also Canadian Junior Golf Association has, you know, six stages of development in their program. So it doesn't matter even if your kid just, just wants to show some excitement to get involved and participate and grow as a person and just love the game of golf, they don't need to be the next Brooke Henderson to get involved. So if you want to get involved, if you want to support the tour as a, uh, from a donation standpoint, if you want to support the tour in any way or get your child involved, go to Canadian Junior Golf Association. So it's CJGA, CJGA.com. Things get kicked off here in Ontario after the May long weekend. If you're listening to us across the TSN radio network, iHeartRadio or TSN.ca, they are likely playing in your province already. Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time to, to join us. We'll have you back on in the summer when things get going and, and you've got some events on your belt and get a, a recap of where we're at with some of these divisions and some of the great play we've seen from some of these uh, youngsters. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it and I, I appreciate you guys having me on. No worries. Tyler Terrieri, who is the manager of tour operations for the Canadian Junior Golf Association, CJGA. And listen, you know, we hit on something important there is that you can't play hockey. You know, you can't play football. You can't do anything. But golf was one of those things you can do. So if you have, you know, it's good to get. Listen, I, I. I've got a 17-year-old. You know, you've got yeah. <laughs> got to keep kids active, involved, engaged. He's getting older now. He's gonna, he's starting to worry about me now. That's how that works. And his mom, they, you know, the shoe goes on the other foot. But, you know, it's nice to have. If you got a kid out there who's missing sports, put a golf club in their hand, right, Adam? Like, get him, give him something to do, and why not try golf? It's great to get other athletes, too, in, in the game. That's what we're seeing at the professional level now. You know, guys that could have played other sports that are now golfers. 
a hundred percent. You know, you mentioned other sports and, you know, people, you know, like Marty, 17 years old, you know, last week, the Ontario hockey league shut down their season, canceled its season, you know, my connection with junior hockey and how, Mm -hmm. how crazy that is and how, you know, other leagues across the CHL could play, but the OHL just couldn't get underway. They were very close to actually making an announcement before the stay at home order came into play, but obviously that wasn't the case, but with golf, it's so great for your physical health, your mental health, and something that's great too, but that's that the CGA CJGA has is its slogan, your future starts here. And when Tyler listed off all of those alums who have gone through there to are graduated from the CJGA and now they're excelling at the pro level, like Brooke Henderson, if you're a child or if you're a parent of a child who wants to get get into golf, consider going to the CJGA because they could really, you know, start your child's future right now. CJGA.com. Okay. On the other side, we're going to give away a hundred dollar gift card for anyone listening in the greater Toronto area. Mr. Butcher, hundred dollar gift card giveaway trivia contest. We're going to open up the phone lines, 870-1050, 870-1050. For the first correct answer, we'll do it on the other side. We'll get you caught up on 20 weeks of TaylorMade as well. We'll tee up hour two. There was a PGA Tour event that we haven't even touched on because there was so much <laughs> brook in hour one. As Mark Leishman and Cam Smith in a playoff. Adam, did you see the UFC fighter snap his leg this week in the octagon? Did you see that? I, I'm generally very squeamish or, or looking at those mm-hmm. videos, but I happen to come across it. I've only watched it the one time, and I refuse to watch it again. But uh, did you see it? Do you know the uh, do you know the only thing this weekend more disgusting than the UFC fighter breaking his leg was Louis Oosthuizen's swipe at a driver in the playoff at the Zurich Classic in New Orleans? That was actually I had a harder time. I'm I was calling Oosthuizen's tee ball in the playoff. I was I was in charge of tee balls in the playoff, so I'm calling Oosthuizen swiping one right into the hazard on 18. And that was the only thing more disgusting I've seen all weekend was that swing in a playoff than the UFC fighters like that's uh... <laughs> that that was I mean yeah that, I mean but especially doing that an alternate shot too where if you're playing it you can blame it on yourself you can be frustrated at yourself but then you're looking at your partner then Schwartz lets it the next tee shot because it didn't cross the line at all oh my goodness oh absolutely awful okay well we will talk Zurich a little bit in hour two but coming up Mr. Butcher gift card giveaway this is Golf Talk Canada this segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. Okay, we're going to open up the phone lines, 870-1050, 870-1050. If you are in the greater Toronto area and you'd like a Mr. Butcher $100 gift card towards a ton of quality uh, product, you like your ribs, your steaks, I'm a ribeye guy myself, mm-hmm. Uh uh, they've got some great stuff. And, of course, all the winners this year are going to uh, go into a draw. And the grand prize in the end of the summer will be a barbecue for you and nine of your best friends, a Mr. Butcher Barbecue Bash. The people from Sandbagger are going to come out for that as well. 
We're looking for Brooke Henderson won her 10th LPGA victory on Saturday evening. Number 10. How many shots did Brooke win by? That's all we want to know. 870-1050. How many shots did Brooke Henderson win by? 870-1050. She won her 10th LPGA Tour victory Saturday at uh, the Wilshire Country Club in L.A. for the Premier Hugel Air. Hugel Air Premier L.A. Open. How many shots did she win by? 870-1050. Mr. Butcher gift card. Don't forget to follow him on uh Instagram at Mr. Butcher Toronto at Mr. Butcher Toronto. All right, Skulls, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is continuing this week. Only a few hours left. What are we giving away? So only a few hours left of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And this week we are giving away not one, but two high toe raw wedges as well as the raw hat as well. That's the team TaylorMade was wearing this week at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. I mean, you know what? They're great wedges. I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction. We've had a ton of traction on social media. All you have to do, follow Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram. Follow TaylorMade Canada on Twitter and Instagram. Tag your golfing buddies and you're in a draw. Later today, we will be announcing our winner on social media. Very exciting, of course. And I should say as well, in regards to Mr. Butcher, I have to give my dad a shout out here because over the oh, weekend. Okay, what, what did. All right. Oh, I, it was the baseball steak and swordfish. Yes. Really? Yes, so I have to give him a shout out. Ricardo's Home Grill on Instagram. He's been featuring Mr. Butcher products throughout the last two weeks or so. He loves the stuff, and it is delicious. I bought my mom. My mom's birthday was last week. Happy birthday again, mom, if you're listening. Happy and I, for her birthday, I bought her a box of ribeyes. And the next day, she called me, and she said, those are the greatest steaks i have ever had that's what she said they're home runs i'm telling you the quality yeah. of the meat is home run and uh you know what i can't get though speaking of 20 weeks of TaylorMade and mr butcher i can't get a raw hat i am trying desperately to get my hands on a TaylorMade raw hat i know you've got a raw hat <laughs> now i want this for two reasons one i love the hat but two it looks like the Raw in Monday Night Raw from the 90s, from the Attitude Era, Adam. So I want a Monday Night Raw TaylorMade hat. That's what I see. What I, see I could that. see you walking out of the Toronto Hunt wearing a Raw hat with the air guitar going like Justin Rose was doing with the walk-up music, walking out to the first <laughs> tee. I can see all of that happening in the future. Now, I know we have a couple minutes left here. I know we're going to talk more Zurich Classic of New Orleans on the other side. But you always say the first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, we saw more teams matching, which, you know, the, the two final groups, Schwartzel and Ustazen and Smith and Leishman, they were pretty much matching head to toe. But throughout the week, we didn't really see matching attire from the teams. If you and I were playing in the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, what do you think? Are, are we matching or are we not matching? We would be scripted. From the practice rounds right through to Sunday, we would be scripted right through. I mean, we would have our walk-up music would be, we'd demand walk-up music all four days, not just the two days. At the, at the I think for every shot, there'd be walk-up music. It'd be just music playing the whole time. <laughs> I like that. Every shot, there's, there's walk-up music for a two-foot tap-in for bogey for you and I in all, yeah. in all shot. We get As a we break 80, best ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
That is good. That is really, really good. Oh, well, you know what? So I know we're going to get into this a little bit in the second hour. Would you like to see more team golf on the PGA Tour? Or is the one-off good enough for you? I, I Like, I like it, like... To me, it's good because it's one week and that's enough for me. But I know there were some people online kind of screaming for more than this. And I, I kind of scratched my head a little bit when I read that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the format the way it is if just for the one week where it's it's two rounds of foursomes and two rounds of four balls. So two rounds of best ball, two rounds of alternate shot in simpler terms. And I, I think it works well. I, I feel like four rounds of alternate shot, it wouldn't get old but it, as as mark leishman and cameron smith said after they finished they don't think they'd be friends after playing four rounds it, yeah. of, of, of alternate shot. i mean maybe you could do, yeah like maybe you could do you know what what they did for that charity match last year with tiger and phil and and tom brady uh and peyton manning where you, you do mod, modified alternate shot you know that could be something i know leishman is saying as well he wouldn't want to see a scramble format in this event but i, I do think of one sort of one-off i guess of a team event is good enough in my mind what do you think i think i i'm with you i'm kind of with you like one-off's good enough i don't mind things are different and that's what is that not what like the post like november december seasons for for stuff yeah. like like we got you know and i know bob hinted last week that there are changes coming to uh potentially president's cup as well hmm. in the future so, and I, I know there's been discussions about that and Bob and I haven't had actually a chance to talk about it off air, but I've heard some stuff too. And, uh, but, uh, we gotta, we gotta follow back, circle the wagons on that. But like, I'm wondering what might be happening there. I've heard potential introduction of the president's cup of LPGA players is what I heard. That'd be amazing. Well, well, Thomas Bjorn on Twitter this week or last week came up with a good idea, you know, bring back the world cup of golf where you have you know lpga yes. pga together just imagine and bob brought this up on on sports center last week imagine a team event where you have you know a mackenzie hughes or a or a Corey connors playing with a brooke henderson or an elena sharp just how great that would be it'd be pretty awesome so i will say this before we go break i know we've got to go and on the other side bob will be in with winners weird and what we believe bob will be back for winners weird and not if not scully and i will do winners weird and what uh, but before we go to break, uh, you know, I did uh, PGA Tour Radio again this weekend, as you know, and I did a couple of pregame hits. And you know how many times I was asked why there wasn't a Team Canada? Like, why didn't we yeah. see Connors, Hadwin? Why didn't we see, you know, Taylor and Sloan or Taylor and Hadwin or what? And they were like, because there was like, you know, there was an Aussie team. There was a South African team there. And... The World Cup kind of addresses that, doesn't it, Adam? It just yeah. kind of changes that all around. So we'll see. All right. On the other side, we got so much coming up in hour two. Lori Kane going to join us in hour two. Winners weird and what? Hour two. Uh, we will re uh, hear from our winners at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, uh, Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith. We'll also get you caught up on other uh, leaderboards in the world of golf. And there was other great Canadian news this week, too, that we really didn't dive into. Uh, kind of the inevitable, something we all expected that was going to come next year was made official on Sunday night. We'll do it all in hour two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to hour one of GTC. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And welcome back, Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2. Lots to get to. We will hear from Lori Kane and her reaction to... Uh, Brooke Henderson's 10th career PGA Tour, uh, excuse me, LPGA Tour victory. We will hear from Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman, uh, some of their audio from Winning Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Get you caught up uh, uh, to date on all leaderboards in the world of golf, but uh, it is that time, and Bob will be joining us momentarily. It is that time for three dub winners, weird and what, and this week, Adam, T is yours, sir. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Okay, Mark, my winner this week, you mentioned Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith. And yes, they went on to win. But my winner, my winning moment, I should say, actually happened before the tournament started. And Cameron Smith has been rocking this mullet, um, you know, throughout 2021. It sort of started around the Masters five and a half months ago in November. But for team chemistry, they decided to up the ante a little bit, and Mark Leishman decided to give Cameron Smith a bit of a, a buzz himself, you know, a high and tight, if you will, on Cameron Smith's mullet. They posted <laughs> on Instagram right before teeing off. I highlighted it on SportsCenter last week on TSN. Awesome to see this. I mean, the guy's showing their personality this way. And Mark, did you ever have a mullet back in the day? Of course. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s in Scarborough. I, I had mullets. I had lumber jackets. I had wood panel basements, uh, business up front, party in the back, the Alabama waterfall. Are you kidding me? The Alabama. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way to segue from that. But my, my weird this week. So one of the teams, Scotty Scheffler and Bubba Watson and Mark, last week on our TSN Edge Picks, you were very high on these guys. They did get off to a great start. But after their first round, someone in the media asked them how they decided to become a team. And Scotty Scheffler gave quite an honest answer. Bubba asked like eight or nine guys. And then he, they all said no. Then he waited for me. And then I waited about four or five days, texted a few guys, and no one responded. And so I, I said yes. I, um, we, uh, <laughs> that is pretty much it. That's a, that's a pretty honest answer, I guess. I mean, how they became partnership, but we're not, we're now pleased to be joined by, uh, Bob Weeks as well. Bob, is that what happens to you for the Weston member guest as well? Yeah, I'm usually, uh, I'm, I'm usually the, the last guy, you know, like the, like the wallflower or the last pick in the uh, pickup game. So, so poor, poor guy gets saddled with me in the, in the, uh, the member member and, uh, they're not usually too happy by the end of the round either. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Scotty Scheffler and Bubba Watson did get off to a great start. Couldn't get it done in the end, but still played very well. Okay, my what this week? One of the great moments we saw at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Graham McDowell gets the hole-in-one, his first ever hole-in-one on the PGA Tour, which is wild in that. But my what portion of this is the reaction, the celebration. He hits the tee shot 
looks down, picks up his tee, walks towards his caddy. He almost misses the ball going in the hole. I know the th- three of us have, you know, Bob, you have a hole in three. Mark and I have both had, had aces. But t- to think of how crazy it is to turn away and almost missing a hole in one, Mark, isn't that nuts? Yeah, and you know what? Hole-in-ones to me are weird because, I mean, you wait. Some people wait their entire life. Some people wait, you know, 10, 15 years in between their first, second, etc. And it becomes like this really big thing in your head. And the weirdest moment of a hole-in-one is like... Because once it goes in and you have that initial, like, reaction... And it's 45 seconds. Everybody's high-fiving. Ah, and then you kind of look around and go, that's it? Like, I've been waiting 10 years for that. <laughs> you know, I still got to play, you know, 14 more holes, and I'm hitting it sideways and just got one lucky swing under my belt. I found, I found that's how I reacted to it anyway, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I, I know well, I've seen a couple of hole-in-ones as well, and I reacted like I won the Stanley Cup. So, I, you know, th- th- there is that that goes into it <laughs> as well. Okay, Mark, with that, the tea is now yours, my friend. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, you guys know me well enough to know anytime that there's a short par four on the PGA Tour, I'm usually going to make it my winner, but why not again this week? Putting the tee up at the par four 16th at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. It's such an amazing decision. Bob, it ended up changing the entire outcome of this golf tournament. Think about what just transpired on 16. Oose Hazen hits it over the green and alternate shot, almost rinses it. So now we think, okay, it's up. And then Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith hits it exactly where he's looking but finds the water. We think that the Aussies are out of this. And what happens? Complete reversal on the short par four. Uh, Mark Leishman chips it in. It was really kind of like a, a, a complete flip of events, and short par fours are just so much fun, especially when they're late in a round. And especially when you're playing in a team event, too, because you're looking over at your partner after you do the bad thing, right? I mean, that there, you couldn't have a better <laughs> right. hole than that one for this event. It was so much fun. I loved it. I, I just really hope we see more and more of it, and I think it's becoming a design trend. And a tournament setup trend in the world of golf. Let's hear more of this. Okay, this is my weird, guys. The PGA Tour has developed another way to pay Tiger Woods $8 million. Uh, this is just, this is the Tour's new player impact program. There is now a $40 million bonus pool. That is right, $40 million bonus pool that is going to pay the top 10 influencers, needle movers on the PGA Tour. Google search Nielsen brand exposure rating, whatever that means. Uh, They've got all these different ways and all these different metrics on social media, etc., on how a player, player moves the needle. Back in 2019, here's who would have gotten paid. Tiger Woods, surprise, surprise, then Rory, then Kepka. Mickelson, Fowler, Spieth, DJ, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, and Adam Scott would have been the players that gotten paid. Adam, this is just, I know a lot of stuff we're reacting to now is to keep that, you know, other golf league at bay, which I think has kind of been put to bed. But this caught me off guard. I don't know. There's some people that really think this is a great idea. I just, you know, why don't we just send $8 million to Tiger right now and then worry about the next top nine? 
I mean, eight million. I think we should, we should send more of it to Tiger because of, of the influence he has, the impact <laughs> he has on, on the world of golf. This was certainly some bizarre news. I, I will say that, but I, I guess we'll see how it transpires for the rest of this year. All right, guys, in my what, Bob? Before I throw the T to you, and this is just a quick one. It just you know, I called a lot of golf this week, and like if you grew up in like Louisiana or Florida or any place like that where they have a million alligators in the state of Louisiana, apparently alligators are like squirrels to you. Did you guys see some of the players just hanging out and taking their socks off and going off in the water? I mean, these gators are 20 feet long. They can chomp you in one quick chomp. Like, what are you doing? These guys were acting like they were hitting wedges beside a bunch of squirrels, Bob. Is that not a little crazy? Like, I don't know. Again, I grew up on the streets of Scarborough. Some things phase me, some things don't. But I ain't getting in no pond to hit no shot with a million gators in the state of Louisiana. That That's a bizarre one, no? Yeah, I saw Wyndham Clark get in there with his uh, socks and stuff off, and I'm just thinking if I'm an alligator, that probably looks like uh, pigs in a blanket sitting there as an appetizer <laughs> ready for me to jump on. <laughs> Ah, Wyndham Clark in a blanket. Okay, Bob, my I am done, sir. The tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. All right, my winner this week is a guy that uh, we've all come to know and uh, suspected that this news I'm going to break, not really break, but tell you, would have been uh, fait accompli. Taylor Pendrith, on the weekend, earned enough corn ferry points to reach what the, the tour calls their fail-safe margin, and he will officially become a PGA Tour player next year. He has locked that card up. Taylor is a guy who's probably would have been here uh, before, uh, but has suffered a number of injuries along his career, and I think, Adam, that this guy is a real bona fide uh, sharpshooter, a guy who could win. I mean, he hits the ball so far. Uh, and he's another Kent State grad along with Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors. In fact, right now he's actually living in Corey Connors' basement in Florida. But I suspect now that might change. What do you think? Yeah, I think that might change as well. And you mentioned his potential. We saw what he did at the U.S. Open. And this is a guy who's had a lot of bizarre injuries as well. You know, that the, the tear in his palm. I've never heard anyone have that sort of injury. But now that he's healthy, now that his game is well-rounded, look out, PGA Tour. Taylor Pendrith has a lot of great potential for next season. My weird this week uh, is our good friend Phil Mickelson. He was apparently taping a television commercial last week at the Madeiras Golf Course, and the the crew had to take over the 17th hole. And uh, a guy by the name of Victor Perez and his buddies were playing there at the time, and they came up to the 17th and realized, oh, man, we're not going to get a chance to play this complete round. We're, we're not going to be able to play this par three. Well, Phil felt so bad for him, he handed them out each 100 bucks right out of his wallet, just peeled it off, and I'm thinking, man, I, if I'd known that, I would have rushed out right out there and just walked up. Hey, Phil, pay me $100. I don't know how many players he had to pay off, but uh, I guess Phil felt bad enough. What, Mark, would you have gone taken 100 bucks from Phil? Yeah, but I know he could have afforded more, Bob, so I would have hung out for more. I would have said, yeah, if you could afford 100 you could probably afford three, Phil, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, my uh, what this week is uh, what element of luck or karma do you think there was being played in Brooke Henderson's win over the weekend she told me that on on the Wednesday round their first round 
she, you know, she loves the number 10 and she wanted to get her 10th win. She just wanted to get to double digits. So on the Wednesday round, she broke out golf balls, her Titleist that had the number 10 on them. And she played with that as her lucky charm. So I told her, well, you know what? For your next tournament, I think you maybe should get some Titleist 11s and start playing with those. But uh, she loves the number 10 and now she's got the number 10. Love it. Yeah, it was quite the victory, wasn't it? And uh, well done there. And it's amazing. Uh, maybe a little superstitious there now. Do you think we'll see 11, Bob? Do you think we're actually going to see it? Maybe. She might need like 15s and 16s and 17s coming up if she keeps playing the way she's playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to get back to your weird, Bob, uh, I played Madera's Golf Club in, in San Diego. That's a great, that is a great track. And you know whose house used to be above, I think, the 15th hole? Do you guys remember uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, the great yeah. running back for the San Diego yeah. Charger? I think he had 2,000 yards actually once in a season or, or, uh, or was pretty close. He had a great house there. It was a great uh, golf course. And Taylor Pendrith getting his card. Maybe Adam Svensson going to join him. Uh, he's right now, he, uh, Svensson, holding a spot, Bob, inside the 25. I know we got some time to go, but maybe, maybe Adam gets a graduation too. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get jammed with Canadians on the PGA Tour next year. How about that? <laughs> That'd be great. All I know is this, guys. Next time the three of us have to go to Florida for something, Players Championship, we should go on. Uh, uh, v was it VRBO or uh, one of those rental sites and see if we can just plug in Corey Connors' basement and see what pops up. <laughs> Maybe we could just you know that that could be in there. Okay, on the other side we had the Zurich Classic in New Orleans. We will get into it, Bob. I don't know. I will ask you this before we go to break. I asked Adam uh, if he saw the uh, UFC fighters' leg break in the octagon, and I said to Adam, the only thing more disgusting this weekend than the leg snapping in the octagon was Louis Ustazen's T-ball in the playoff at 18. That was the only thing that turned my stomach more, was watching that swipe to the right in alternate shot in a playoff. <laughs> Hard to watch. We will jump into the mullet. Zurich Classic. And a bullet. We will jump into the Zurich Classic of newer leads next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Hey, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hey, we had our first TSN wi uh, Edge winner since our return to television. Weeksy grabbing the victory this week with the Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith win at the Zero Classic of New Orleans. Actually, we did collectively very well this week in a, in a surprisingly, and I'm saying it surprisingly not because uh, we don't know what we're talking about, but, but surprisingly because it's a hard format to handicap. Like, it, it is very it's so difficult to, to handicap how a team is going to do in different formats. Uh, before we get Bob and Adam's reaction to the Zurich, uh, Cameron Smith with the victory, Mark Leishman with the victory in a playoff over Usti and Swartzel. Let's hear from our winners, Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith. I mean, it was just such a great week. Uh, we come in here uh, quietly confident, I think. Um, 
and we just knew we had to have a, we had to have a good time. Uh, we've played well uh, before together uh, in the same type of format, um, and we just went out there and had fun and uh, got it done in the end. It was an awesome week. Obviously, um, Cam played unbelievably well. I was saying to him when we finished, if it had been an individual tournament, I think he would have won by a fair few shots. Um, but I managed to uh, to not hold him back too much. But no, it was a, it was a fun week. Um, I mean, the course was unbelievable. I hadn't been here for a few years and the greens were firm, fast. Um, even after 11 inches of rain last week. It was just, you know, all round a really good week on and off the golf course. You know, obviously New Orleans, a great city and uh, we enjoyed our time here and looking forward to coming back next year, I'm sure. Well, they seem to really embrace it. Uh, they're great friends. They want to play President's Cup together. They had a lot of friends stay with them this weekend. They rented a house together. Uh, it seemed to be a great recipe. Bob, you loved them this week. Uh, they were kind of a team on, on everyone's radar. Uh, Cam Smith slowly becoming top five putter in the world of golf right now. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think, you know, you look at these these two guys and you look at the teams that did well. Um, you know, these two guys are friends. Who stays in Schwartzel? Friends. You know, you can go down the list and, and pick guys out who are more than just golfing buddies. You know, they're they're compatriots and they've done a lot. They've either probably played a lot of team golf or even just, you know, practice rounds together. So I think being comfortable with your partner is, is a big part of this. And it shows by uh, looking at the top of the leaderboard. It certainly does. Adam, are you surprised? You know, these guys were vocal. They wanted to play the, together in the President's Cup. And now, kind of hard to not put them together in the President's Cup. Um, I'm surprised hearing that. You know, we always wonder what goes on in those dressing rooms. We're always wondering why the international team comes up short. And we're always screaming about how they don't have the natural chemistry on the international side of the President's Cup as, as they do on the Ryder Cup, where there's those natural pairings, right? Yet here we go. Well, let's look at this leaderboard. Natural pairing here from Australia. Wanted to play together, didn't play together. Swartzel-Lusays in South Africa. Man, you know, maybe there's such thing as overcoaching. When you got two Australians like that asking to play together and you choose not to play them together, can't ignore them now, can you? Well, I think, you know, it's funny because Trevor Immelman, who's the captain coming up for the international side, he was a big part of the broadcast talking you know, and uh, about these guys potentially, you know, playing together. And as they should, hopefully, when the next President's Cup play together. You wonder if this event was in a different part of the schedule, how awesome it would be to see Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes or two Canadians just team up, as we were mentioning earlier in the show, just to A, play together, and B, you know, say they win, say they finish in the top five, you know, for you know, Trevor Immelman, when Mike Weir's eventually the captain, you'd think, hey, just how special it would be for a Team Canada to partner together for a President's Cup, it'd be unbelievable. It would be awesome to see. And, of course, we need two Canadians on that President's Cup team in order for that to happen. But love to see them play in this event. What do we take from the swipe to the right? I was just kind of teasing and joking about it. you got to feel bad for Louis Oosthuizen to lose that way. But they had opportunities to close this out. You saw what happened on 16. One team chips in for birdie. Other team unable to get up and down from beyond the green. But at the end of the day, the PGA Tour, if you have a chance to step on your opponent's throat in the PGA Tour or any professional tour for that matter and you don't, you give them uh, time to breathe, it usually comes back to bite you. 
But that tee shot to me, guys, is shocking. I mean, you can hit it as far left as you want. You can hit it as far left as California off the tee there in New Orleans and likely get a club on it. Swiping it right. Is that, Bob, is that just pressure for a guy that hasn't won on the PGA Tour in 10 plus years? I think so. And I think, I think it goes back to what we were just talking about how. You know, you're not playing just for yourself. You're playing for your partner at the same time. And you're thinking, man, we've got this thing done. We can do this, you know. And um, so I think it's a little different. I'm not saying it's more pressure, but I think it's a different pressure than they would face week in and week out on the PGA Tour. And, uh, you know, and, and the most stunning part of that is Louis Oosthuizen is, you know, one of the most consistent golfers with every club in his bag. And to see that happen, you've got to think there's some kind of outside force or something a little bit different going on inside the uh, the melon there for to make a mistake like that. Yeah, you would think so. And I find it shocking to, uh, when I think about that, the the fact that Lou Sazen, guys, when you think about how consistent he has been in his career, how long he's been around, uh, almost won at Augusta, major champion, open championship back in 2010, uh, quietly one of the best golf swings on the PGA Tour. I think when we all talk about people we love to see hit the golf ball, Lou Sazen is kind of near or at the top of the list. He has effortless power. Uh he has never won a golf tournament on American soil. And I mean, he, that's up there when you say, you know, Lee Westwood, same thing. Never, you know, never won a golf tournament on uh, American soil. Or, you know, when you have those conversations, it, it's just, uh, it's mind boggling. Isn't it, Bob, that Louis Oosthuizen has that, that lone victory on the PGA Tour, the Open Championship? And nothing since. It goes to show you how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, joins that club with Colin Montgomery. Here's a guy, Louis Eustazen, who's been, he's got the silver slam, right? He's been a runner-up in all four major championships. So you know he can do it. I mean, he's, he's won big tournaments. He's won the Open. Um, but he's, it's just sort of, like you said, it's, uh, um, I, think, I think in certain cases it goes back to, to like the Brooke Henderson we were just talking about. You know, when you win certain things have to happen. You have to get breaks. You know, you have to have your opponents not play well and you chip in instead of hitting the flag and bouncing off. You know, so many things happen. So not easy to win, but you would have thought by this time that Louie would have had one. You would have thought so by now for sure, And uh, but he's going to have to wait, and we'll have to wait and see. And uh, But obviously playing well, both of them. We'll see what kind of summer they bring to the table. Okay, on the other side, we will welcome in good friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, Canada Order of Merit, Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame, and uh, just one of the greatest, great ambassadors for the game of golf in Canada. Lori Kane going to jump in with us next and uh, give her reaction to the 10th victory of Brooke Henderson right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Just, we're just waiting to connect with uh, Lori Kane, who's going to join us uh, with some reaction to 
Brooke Henderson's latest victory on the LPGA Tour, but we haven't had a chance really to chat with Bob much as uh, he jumped in with us an hour or two. So let's get Bob's reaction. Bob, I, you know, Adam and I just kind of broke it down the way we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks on Golf Talk Canada TV as well as on Golf Talk Canada Radio. It was finally a week where she was able to take advantage of her ball striking. The the greens and rag have been there. The ball striking has been there. It's the the play around the greens and the putter that, that was lacking, not this week. And you really saw it down the stretch on Sunday. Obviously, there was the hole out, but that little up and down from that tight little area on 18 where some of the other players were having difficulties all day, uh, was the real difference. And if she can keep her putts under 30 on a regular basis and feel more, more comfortable around the greens, look out now that the schedule's in full swing. Yeah, you know, she talked about how hard, how much work she's been putting in on her putting with her sister, Brittany. Um, you know, she hasn't seen her coach, who's her father, for, for quite an extended period of time as well. They try to do a lot of work on Facebook, but that's difficult um, at the best of at the best of time, or FaceTime, I should say, not Facebook. <laughs> they uh, try to do a lot of work. And as I said sort of teasingly before, you know, a lot of things have to go your way when you win a golf tournament. And the chip-in uh, is, is an example. The the chip she hit on, on 18 down to a foot or two is an example. Um, I think you also don't expect Jin Yun Ko and Jessica Korda to both to shoot over par in the final round to let you you know, make up some ground on that way. Not to say that she didn't deserve to win, but, you know, all these things combined um, have to come together anytime you win, wherever you win, PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, um, your club championship. And I think what Brooke is, uh, is, is, is sort of saying and what she's showing to us now is also that this this was an important win for her. You know, there were tears in her eyes after the, after the victory, and I think that... Um, I don't say there was doubts, maybe, but but you know she was she felt she was playing well enough to win. And you're not getting it, and I'm sure that's frustrating for any golfer. It, it is frustrating for any golfer, and closing's hard. But I think everything you outlined, Bob, is just shows you how hard it is to win on any tour, including the LPGA tour. And when you see players who rack up, you know, wins of four, five, six wins in a season, etc., how remarkable it actually is when all those dominoes truly have to fall in order for you to find the winner's circle. It, it is it is remarkable when you consider it and, and all the great play out there. Okay, so where do we go from here, Bob? Now that the schedule is in full flight, uh, she is going to take a week off. Um, where do you think Where do you think we see her next, and how much golf do you think we get to see her play over the next month or so? Well, I think she's making a smart decision uh, not to go over to the Asian Tour. You know, there's a lot of safety concerns there, obviously. Uh, it's difficult, as you were mentioning earlier, Mark, you know, how much she loves to play and loves to get into a schedule and loves to kind of go, go, go and keep playing, playing, playing rather than sitting at home. But, you know, I suspect that obviously she wants to take um, a safe approach. She did that coming back last year when the tour was on halt and then came back. And also, don't forget, she's got a, a big event coming up at the end of, Janu ja uh, end of July, early August in the Olympics. And I don't think she wants to be getting COVID anytime uh, now leading up to that, what she, I think, has circled on her calendar is probably the biggest event uh, of the year. She's She's got major championships still to play. Uh, she'll be focused on those. We know that. And I think she'll probably be working pretty hard on her putting when she's at home these next three weeks, as with the rest of her game. Um, but I think you'll, when they get back on the mainland USA, I think you'll you'll see her play uh, probably as much as she can without very with very, very few stops in the schedule, because obviously taking these three off and 
uh, the stutter step to start the year with basically one event a month. We know that's not her style. So, yep, she'll she'll miss these three weeks. But uh, if you're if you're anxious to see Brooke, don't worry. I think you're going to see lots of her as we get into the summer. And she mentioned it in the interview with you there. I don't call it a monkey off the back, but a bit of a monkey off the back. It's It was, you know, a, a drought in terms of calendar time, but not necessarily a drought in terms of events because there hasn't been that much golf over the span of time since her last victory. But now with the, that tiny monkey off of her back, maybe look out for Brooke this summer. Okay, joining us now. Uh, a Order of Canada uh, member, as well as a member of the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, Canadian Sports Hall of Fame, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, and one of the great ambassadors for the game of golf from Canada, Miss Lori Kane joining us. Lori, thanks so much for taking the time to join Bob and I today. We, When the wind went down, we wanted to reach out to you as soon as possible because who better to give us a reaction from a 10th victory on the LPGA Tour than yourself, a four-time winner on the LPGA Tour. So, Lori, thanks for taking the time. And just, I guess, let's start right there. What was your reaction when, you know, to number 10 already at such a young age? <laughs> um, no surprise, because I was expecting, uh, you know, I, I I didn't realize we'd been on a little bit of a drought. And by the way, good morning, guys, and thanks for having me. Um, but I've been watching uh, a lot of the women's golf, and it's been great that they've been on late and live on uh, golf channel so i've been able to to see them play um but to watch brooke um play a classic golf course wilshire country club um being four shots back on a course like that i've not played it but danny um sharp who has caddied for me my whole career uh told me that it's a it's a real good test of golf and um you know, I was I was happy to see when I tuned in where she was, and and uh, Brooke was climbing the leaderboard and doing what she needed to do, and um, you know, it all happens on the back nine. Lori, when you when you uh, have described Brooke in the past in in situations like this, you've talked about her goalie eyes and her determination. She said something interesting this week. I think she was only kind of part joking, but she said as she's getting older, she's feeling the nerves a little more. Um, do those two things coincide? Do you think she is still the most intense or most focused golfer that she can be? Or do you think, and maybe if you're from your experience, do you get a little more nervous as you get older? Well, I think, you know, um, knowing where she was, um, so all new coming out onto the tour, wins, wins quickly, wins a lot quickly, um, keeps winning. And then, you know, this whole time through the pandemic and time off and not being in a normal routine like we all would be, um, her dad isn't around with her. Brittany gets married. Um, she's on her own. Um, there's a lot of been, been a lot of change in Brooks' world on top of navigating her game and trying to navigate the pandemic. So um, I think it's kind of a lot of new, Bob. I don't think it's, it takes away the intensity once she's between the ropes. I, I don't doubt that she had some questions um, you know, can I do this? I don't have this. I don't have Dad with me all the time. Yes, we can do it over TV or you know, video or whatever, um, FaceTiming and things like that. But it's still not the same having um, the support team that you've had travel with you uh, since the beginning of your career. So, do I doubt her goalie eyes? Not a bit, um, because I'll tell you, uh, the last two shots to chip in on 12 
was it a little hot, lucky, as she said, it was coming in hot, um, and you know the the flag got in the way. That's a good thing. But that up and down on eighteen, um, that's classic. Lori, I'm just curious. You know, we've been looking at obviously Brooke the entire uh, season. We every week we kind of look at breaking down what's going on and, and the ball striking has just been incredible you look at some of the green and regulation stats and things of that nature and you know we we're kind of thinking it's inevitable eventually she's going to win because the, the ball striking's too good and one of these weeks she's going to have a great week with the putter or the short game and everything's going to line up but it's hard to just keep telling yourself that i'm assuming do you, do you ever recall a time in your career where there was a single lane of your game or, or, or a stretch of your career where there was just one particular thing holding you, you back and you kept putting in the time, you kept putting in the effort and what you need to tell yourself. And I guess for, for an extension of that, if we had any young players listening right now that are going through something like this, what do you tell them? Because it's hard sometimes to stay, I guess, put in the effort when you're not seeing the results. Yeah, it's... Um... I had a dear friend, an old CEO, Mr. Hunter Harrison, tell me once to stay the course. And um, that is an expression even my dad uses that, um, you know, doubt is, is something we all have. And when things are going really well, um, you can be on top of the mountain. But there's always a little bit on the side of your shoulder to say, don't look back, don't look back. We need to keep going forward because you know, waiting, kind of that expression, waiting for the shoe to drop, that when things are great, things are great. But when you're on your way down, and I have been on my way down, and I've, I've wondered what, you know, what is it that I'm doing wrong? And it's your own expectations. And when you can make that not so big a deal, um, the simplest thing is hit the fairway, hit the green, and put a good roll on your putt. And... The rest is, you know, once the ball's gone, you really can't do much about it. It's gone. And little reaction is better than a lot of reaction. Um, <laughs> I wasn't uh, Brooks' age getting started. I'm, more, I'm reading in the news today that Taylor Pinsrup is going to be joining the PGA Tour at 30. Well, that's, that's me. And I, I think um, what Brooke has achieved in the last uh, number of years is just unbelievable. And so, again, to go back to Bob's question about her being a little bit nervous, um, maybe she has gotten those nerves. But what it, what it needs to do, and for anybody that's listening, um, you just need to breathe, first of all, and be the best that you can be that given day and, um, and not worry about um, the end results. Now, as you know, it's easy because... Uh, easier said than done, rather, because we have to take a, a pencil and write into a scorecard what you've made on that hole. So living in the moment, you really have to, like, you know, it comes back after every hole. You have to look at your scorecard and write it down. Um, I used to have that conversation with Bob Rotella. I said, Bob, how do you, how do you not think about it when you're writing it down? Um, so it's, it's staying present. I think, you know, when the LPJ Tour was lucky, I got to watch Brooke play uh, here at Lake Nona. And... Um, I was kind of curious about what she would do with her putting because it has, to me, been um, not her Achilles heel, but she can be a streaky putter. And I figure if she can get that mastered because of, like you said, Mark, her iron play, her, like her, her other statistics are so good 
that um, she just needs to get a better understanding of how to roll the ball. And I've been watching now. I've seen that I think she's set up differently. Um, I think she's getting a putter that is a mallet that needs to sit. The mallet needs to sit flat on the ground. It can't have the toe up and expect to put a, a pure roll on the ball. So I'm looking at her setup thinking she's made that change. She came back out of Hawaii. I saw that she was putting cross-handed. Whatever you can do to kind of change it up, now she's back conventional, and I think, I think she's, she's working on a more positive road going forward. Lori, before we say goodbye, give us an update on Lori Kane's golf game. How is, uh, how's Lake Nona? How are we playing? Uh, what are the plans for the summer? Well, the, the plan, Lake Nona is fantastic. Um, I've been struggling a little bit, guys. I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell you. I've kind of lost where the club is, particularly with my driver in my backswing. Um, but Danny and I are working through that. Um, I'll be heading home. Uh, to beautiful Prince Edward Island soon, and fingers crossed that we can get um, some senior uh, legend stuff on the go. Um, the senior U.S. Open is the first, uh, July 29th, um, so that would be the first week of the Olympics uh, in Connecticut. Um, that's what I'm gunning for. I'm hoping uh, that I can get um, between the ropes between now and then to get a little bit of competition. Um, the pandemic has not been very good for uh, senior women's golf, but uh, our chins are up and we're moving forward. And, of course, I'm um, very interested to see what will happen with the CP Women's Open and, and, and what we're going to be able to do there. And, um, you know, I'm do, living the dream, guys, really. I mean, I play golf every day, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right, and I'm staying you healthy. Are, you are the queen of PEI, so you're allowed to do that. <laughs> you are allowed. Laurie, enjoy the rest of your time at Lake Nona. Uh, you know, I, I actually miss visiting in the winter down there. As you know, I've got many friends down there. It's obviously a very different year, but I'm glad you and your family are safe and healthy. Enjoy the remainder of your time there. Safe travels home. We'll all keep our fingers crossed for a lot of these golf-related things that you're alluding to because I think a lot of people are in the same boat, to your point. But hopefully, let's touch base in the summer and circle back on some of these things. And hope, hopefully you've had some great results and some opportunity to play golf. So thanks so much, as always, Laurie. It's always a pleasure having you. Well, guys, it's a, it's a true pleasure to talk to you. And um, know this, those that are listening, uh, Canadian golf is in an awesome place, um, you know, both on the LPGA Tour, the PGA Tour, and every other tour um, that is getting uh, the job done. We're, we're in a very healthy place. Thanks so much, Lori. And uh, now it's official because Lori Kane suggested it as well. So now it is official Canadian golf in a good spot. Bob, you and I cannot officially put it there. Only the Queen of Prince Edward Island, as you said, can put it officially in a good place. Lori, you have a great one. On the other side, we'll get you caught up on leaderboards in the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Week Scully as we wrap out uh, another edition of Golf Talk Canada. Let's get you caught up on leaderboards from around the world of golf. Brought to you by Bushnell Golf. BushnellGolf.com. The number one range finder in all of golf. Zerk Classic of New Orleans in a playoff. It's Leishman and Smith over Swartzel. The team event on the PGA Tour. They both get 400 FedEx Cup points. It is an official event. Zerk Classic of New Orleans goes to Cam Smith. Mark Leishman. Tyson Alexander gets it done on the Corn Ferry Tour. 2,300 par. Good for a one-shot victory. But the big news out of the Corn Ferry Tour is Taylor Penrith makes it official. He is headed to the PGA Tour. Brooke Henderson, 10th career victory, gets it done at the LA Open. Brooke Henderson going to take a few weeks off, but finally capitalizing on some great ball striking. Brooke Henderson gets it done on the LPG Tour, ending a two-year winless drought. Garrick Higo gets it done on the European Tour. He's 2,500 par, good for a three-shot win on the European Tour. This week, guys, the Tour is at the Valspar Copperhead Golf Course, for the Valspar Open uh, in Innisbrook, Florida, one of the harder golf courses really on the Florida Swing. I'm guessing next year the Florida Swing will be put back together in chronological order with a reshuffling of the tour. But, Bob, have you ever been to the Copperhead course there? I've played it a couple times. It doesn't feel or play like a traditional Florida golf course. It feels like you've been dropped in North Carolina almost. Yeah, I have been there. Actually, years ago in the old score golf days, we did a t- – uh, a magazine cover shoot. They used to have the mixed team classic there, and we did a cover shoot with uh, a very young Lori Kane and a very young Mike Weir playing as a team together. Actually, but you're right; it does look like North Carolina out there. It it is. It, it's very different. Adam, have you have you been to that part of the Florida coast? No, no I no. haven't. No, no. You you'd like it. It's a different golf course. It's a tr- it's a tree line golf course. To Bob's point, it does feel a little bit like North Carolina. And look at the scores annually at Copperhead. And you know, I like to get on my soapbox. We've only got a couple minutes left, so why not get on my soapbox right now with just the last sixty seconds? I mean, if you make PGA Tour pros put it in the fairway, and you make them find angles and create angles to the green, and don't give them a bomb and gouge setup, you protect par. The winning score at Valspar is usually around 10 under par. Often 8 or 9 under will win. You will see 10, 11, 12, 13 in some years. But it doesn't get much deeper than 13 under. And it usually doesn't get, uh, usually can win sometimes at 8 or 9 under in a single digit score. So again, smart setup. Make a premium on putting the golf ball in the fairway. You could see it this week at the Valspar. Okay, we're back Wednesday. Golf Talk Canada Television. Scott Pritchard, Executive Director of PGA Tour McKenzie Tour, is going to be a guest on the show to update us on the new form tour in the U.S. and potentially what's coming with McKenzie Tour in Canada. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade will continue. Follow us at Golf Talk Canada on social media and at TaylorMade Canada on social media for your chance to win. Uh, we're going to give away uh, over 20000 in prizing throughout the summer, but you must tag and engage your friends each week to be in that week's draw. It will continue this week, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And we're back next Monday, hopefully, 
with golf courses in, in the province of Ontario open when we do Golf Talk Canada radio next Monday? I don't know. We will wait and see. It's been a very quiet Monday. Lots of rumors of announcements coming Wednesday, potential reopening on Friday or Saturday. We will wait and see. Bob, you have a great day. Adam, you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.